A single drop of water hangs alone off the edge of the faucet's lip, patiently stretching and growing until it plunges downward. As it crosses the threshold of the drain, slipping through the strainer and passing the gasket and washers that connect the pipes, the drop plummets further into the darkness, still alone. What people don't understand is we are all one day away from being the next Flint, the next Martin County. This is a national crisis. A good mother loves her children. So it's through the framework of belovedness, not that we just love each other and our community and our children, but we deeply and dearly love. Everyone is downstream. So it doesn't matter where you are, the water connects us. That's my family's water. A lot of them are sick, they're elderly. And that's what I'm doing here, I'm their voice. Individually, we might be weak, but collectively we could be incredibly strong. When that single drop of water, itself made up of countless bonded molecules, joins with other drops of water, they constitute a whole, so much so that we don't even refer to the parts anymore. We use singular nouns, like lake or sea, to describe what is really a vast multitude of individual chemical components invisibly held together. We knew, like, immediately after, like, there was something wrong with that water. Uh, we were losing our teeth, and we didn't know why. Um, we found out that's one of the side effects of being lead poisoned. So these babies that are going out to recess and PE, when they come in and go to the water fountain, it's like lambs being led to the slaughter. Water can be captured, of course, in a drinking glass, a bathtub, or a swimming hole at the river's end. But if enough pressure builds, water's force is uncontainable. Its rhythm laps against the structure until it cracks and crumbles fractures and buckles, releasing the rushing tide. It was a choiceless choice. Like, I, there was no other way. We were just doing what we knew to do the best we could. All we basically knew was to fight like hell for water. Get your damn head out of the sand. Things are happening around you, and you got to fight. You got to fight. And so I often use a phrase from the Honorable Coleman Alexander Young, who said, if you find a good fight, get in. And I believe the fight for the human right to water is a good fight. This is Poison and Power, the Fight for Water, a Moral Courage Project, a program of the University of Dayton Human Rights Center and Proof, Media for Social Justice. This is the third season of Moral Courage Radio, and we continue to seek stories of ordinary people taking extraordinary action to protect human rights. In season one, our team went to Ferguson to listen to the individuals who witnessed and shaped the 2014 uprising. In season two, we traveled to El Paso, to the borderland, to hear from defenders of immigrant rights. And now, we turn our attention to those communities fighting for access to clean and affordable water in Flint, Detroit, and Appalachia. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I don't feel safe washing my hands in this water. And that's insane. While the pandemic prevented us from being physically in these spaces, like water, our team confronted obstacles and kept moving. Inspired by the fortitude of the people we interviewed, whose stories and experiences we document. The first episode of Poison and Power drops March 15th. Go now and subscribe to Moral Courage Radio wherever you get your podcasts.